0: Phil Forsberg and David Poyle talk about Forsberg's new eight-year deal. We'll have the highlights from their press conference yesterday and some of the more interesting tidbits. Plus, Predators development camp gets underway. Our own co-host, Ann Kimmel, was there yesterday. Provides a breakdown of day one, some of the players to watch. An interesting trend among the restricted free agent offers this season. We'll discuss that today on the Locked on Predators podcast.
1: Locked on Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day every single day. I'm Nick Morgan, I'm a writer and editor at on the4check.com, and I have a partner in crime.
1: You do. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at OnTheForeCheck.com.
0: So, big news yesterday. Big news all over the weekend. Uh, That's, of course, Philip Forsberg coming back to Nashville. We'll skip the unrestricted free agency market. Eight-year, $8.5 million deal first reported over the weekend. Uh, The team made it official yesterday. Had a press conference with Poyle and Forsberg. Kind of an interesting... uh, press conference kind of an interesting vibe between the two because you know it's weird and um you know we heard uh that there was you know chatter that kind of there was tension between both Mm -hmm. sides um i think it was the athletic to put out something it's like you know hey they're they may get the deal done but are there you know is their relationship going to be like kind of frayed from here on out Um, And, you know, didn't really come across yesterday if there was tension between the two.
1: No, I thought it was um, pretty typical. And I've kind of felt the same way thinking this has really dragged on a long time. This is going to, people are going to have some feelings about this one way or the other. But again, in the press conference, I feel like that wasn't it. I feel like What they highlighted was just this was a complicated um, package and David Poyle had some things that he wanted in there, you know, looking forward, wanted some flexibility in. And, you know, they were very amiable. I mean, they laughed. They cried. It was better than cats. They would do it all over again. It was great.
0: Are we talking about the movie or the play? Well, I mean, either way. Either way. They both suck. So
1: word. Yes. Fact. Fact. But, yeah, I thought it was a very amiable um, press conference. They both seemed on the same page that just it was a complicated deal to get done, but that they both were pulling in the same direction. So it was interesting. Yeah.
0: Uh, So let's hit some of the notes and then we'll kind of go through, give our reactions on them. Uh, There's Mm -hmm. a couple other clips that we don't have that we want to kind of highlight because i thought they brought us some interesting points uh first off let's hear from philip forsberg because as we know he probably had his fair share of options had he hit the open market probably could have gone to a a team maybe a little bit closer to competing for the cup than nashville uh so why did philip forsberg come back let's hear about it
2: uh it was yeah i mean it's up there probably honestly the most important thing because at the end of the day you're you turn 28 this summer you want to achieve things we've we've been close we've had a really good team over I've been lucky enough obviously played played in a lot of really good teams here but we still haven't taken that final step and and for for me I mean you look at the team and and the moves that was been made in over the last few years and and obviously the season we had last year uh, I think this team is trending definitely in the right direction and that was a huge part uh, for me like I said in my my uh, age you obviously can't take anything for granted I'm not not old, but I'm also not a rookie anymore. So you need to do everything you can and surround yourself with the best possibilities to win, which goes on the ice and off the ice. And with this decision, I feel like we've done that. I mean, this team is, is trending in the right direction. And like David mentioned, bringing Ryan McDonough on board, who's a player that clearly has done done exactly what we're trying to do in this team and, and been a key part of it too. I think that's, a, that's something that we definitely can build on and it'll be very, very exciting to have him alongside us this year.
0: First off, um, the mustache mustache is on point um mm-hmm. and the fact that you know there's the five o'clock shadow stubble everywhere else on the beard mm-hmm. uh that tells you that somewhere in the past week maybe for the bachelor party uh he was rocking nothing but the mustache
1: yes now and look i'm not a fan of the mustache in general like god bless uc Saros and ellie Tolvenin, but philip forsberg i mean it's magic It's just magic. And with the little like off season scruff going on, like pre wedding, like letting it go a little bit. Very nice, Philip Forsberg. Looking good. Looking good. It's got to stay for the wedding, right? Because
0: I know, I know a lot of like brides, you know, in the pictures, you know, they want the guys clean shaven. Uh, The mustache has got to. Oh, it's right got
1: us. St- he has said before that Aaron really likes the mustache. So I am, a, I feel very confident that it, it will stay. I mean, it's just, it's a part of the legend at this point.
0: It, it is part of the legend at this point. Um, yeah, let's talk about what Forsberg said about coming back. You know, he mentioned that he kind of felt that the Preds, um, you know, the in the stuff over the past couple of years, there's been indications that they're trending in the right direction, uh, which is a bold soundbite, because if you ask a lot of the fans, they'll say uh, it's the other way, that they're, they're kind of going the wrong way, or at least spinning in circles. Um, so it's kind of interesting to know what Forsberg saw. Um, you know, a big part of it, I think, could be the seasons that he and Duchesne and Yossi had. And even with, you know, guys like UC Saro stepping up, where, yeah, even though the Preds got creamed in the first round, we've talked about this before, there's at least indication that the core is on Mm fire right now. Um, And sometimes that's what puts you above and beyond, you know, a team in need of a rebuild. Like Chicago was the past couple of years, the San Jose Sharks. Like, you know, you could be, you know, you have all these big contracts, but if the big contracts are playing the best hockey of their life, then at least you can go, okay, there's a core there. There's a foundation to build around. And I think maybe that's what Forsberg
1: saw. It also helps that the youth are looking pretty promising and Forsberg mentioned that when you have players like Tanner Geno, you have Phil Tomasino who just, you know, finished his first season, but there's a tremendous amount of uh, promise when you look at some of these younger players that have had some NHL ice time last season. And I think that is also a component for Philip Forsberg looking forward. It's not just what do we have now, but also what is coming down the pipeline? Where are we going to be in two years? What's the talent level going to be? And there is some promise with that with the Predators and I think that also has to be a factor for him
0: yeah for sure and I think there's there's signs there the Preds have at least something going around um Ryan McDonough's huge indication. I know a lot of people are kind of 50 50 on that deal but it's an indication that hey you know the Preds aren't going to be like the like the sell off everybody and try to get mm-hmm. future assets over the next couple of years. They're going to be the team that actually, you know, tries to bring mm-hmm. in people, um, you know, say what you will about Ryan McDonough and that contract situation, but at least bringing them in to help the defense shows you're at least trying to be competitive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Apparently that was enough for Forsberg. It's interesting with the flat cap and, um, what kind of deals he would have gotten on the open market? Because we've seen mm-hmm. a lot of teams, um, you know, kind of in a weird place. Uh, there's situations with restricted free agents. We're going to talk about here in a little bit. Um, Forsberg winds up getting 8.5 from Nashville. Um, you know, at least money-wise, total money-wise, it, it's. I, I wonder if there's an indication that maybe they weren't going to get um, what they would have, you know, let's say if, if this season happened two years ago or something like that, because uh, there's right. a, lot, a lot of teams struggling with the cap right now. And uh, yeah, maybe there's indication that, you know, the agent reached out and wasn't like what we're hearing. And maybe that was also kind of what steered Forsberg back to Nashville. It's like, okay, if I can't go to Toronto or, you know, any of these teams, then at least, you know, I'll just go back to where I'm happy. There's not really an upgrade here for the money I'm going to want.
1: Right. It was interesting in the press conference, so much of what he talked about really centered on, and the same thing with David Poyle, was Forsberg being here, Forsberg being here, Forsberg being here. But you do have to, you know, believe that his agent, Did their due diligence looking around. I was kind of, you know, I'm kind of surprised by that in the sense that I really feel like Forsberg probably could have done a little bit better um, somewhere else, possibly. But, uh, you know, you look at all the different things. I think, you know, you look at where are we trending. That's a factor. Ryan McDonough was a huge factor, something that was brought up a number of times in this press conference as a signal that the Predators are actively pursuing a, a cup and improving the team. But, you know, and Philip Forsberg and his fiance are very happy in Nashville. So y- you kind of got to wonder, I'm, I would be surprised, though, if there wasn't maybe just a little bit more money out there for Forsberg and he just decided that he would rather stay here. I don't know. I would love to know that. I would love yeah. to know that.
0: Well, I'm sure there's there's some things that we're never going to hear. Yes. Of these negotiations as well. But, yes. Yes. Uh, Let's we'll see. Uh, what we did here in the press conference was the mighty P word, which was posturing. Uh, we'll see <laughs> how that played into negotiations. Plus the soundbite of the day when it came to <laughs> Press conference. I'll uh, we'll also talk about development camp. But first, though, wanted to mention today's show brought to you by our friends at Built Bar and their new flavor, Coconut Brownie Chunk Puff. For the people who invented healthy and tasty, comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built Bar have given Coconut Brownie Chunk the puffs treatment. That's right, Coconut Brownies Chunk Built Bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It is a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. That doesn't mean it is a straight up sugary treat though. Built bars are good for you. They're low calorie, low sugar, but high in protein. They're all made with collagen protein as well. So it absorbs in your body faster, keeps you full longer and helps give you many, uh, nutrients and benefits you need to keep yourself at 100 all day and of course as we mentioned they taste amazing but you can enjoy them guilt-free they're good for you they're the perfect treat perfect when you got a craving if you need to satisfy your sweet tooth or if you need a quick healthy snack they are all an excellent source of protein if coconut's not your thing that's fine there's Many other flavors like the churro, chunk puff, mud pie, classic flavors like cherry, barcia, mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel. Pretty much if there's a flavor you can think of, Built Bar has it. So go to built.com right now and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Yeah, we're talking about the Philip Forsberg press conference with David Poyle yesterday. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the things that at least has longevity on Twitter, because of a couple of different people, uh, is the word posturing. David Poyle was asked by somebody, can't remember who, not important, who cares? Not important. (laughs) Um, Basically, was the talk about David Poyle having a plan A, B, C, D, all that good stuff. Uh, posturing, in David Poyle in a not-so-subtly-cheeky way just basically said,
1: yeah, yeah, that was posturing. Uh, So many things to say, and yet just don't want to talk about certain people. You know, here's my thing. I I think when you go to a press conference, you know – ask your questions. And and it's not that the concept behind that question isn't an interesting question to ask. It it is so much how you do what you do that makes the difference. And I think that is the crux of it. It is not the content of the question, it is the character of the asker <laughs> in this in this situation that was you know, very interesting. And I thought David Poyle handled it very well. He was like, oh yeah, totally posturing. Yeah. (laughs) You know, this was the plan all along, of course, you know, but like, do we always, like, we can just sometimes have big Predators press conferences without those moments. Don't you think?
0: It's, it's interesting because now I go back and I think like how much of anything Poyle does is posturing can you take (laughs) face value for anything he Mm -hmm. says because if if everything he makes i get it it's his job as gm he's not right very forthcoming or transparent on a lot of things but hey we thought we were being transparent on forsberg when we were like yeah we think we can get a deal done but we have a lot of backup plans uh and then find out it's like no we didn't really have a backup plan um, so, so which part of that was posturing? Did you really have not have a backup plan? And you're saying that to get, uh, like, Forsberg right, agent, you know, kind of signed on the bottom line, or is what you just said posturing where you're like, oh, no, we didn't really have a backup plan, and this is your way of trying to like mend fences with Forsberg, uh, right? Yeah, and how much of like the stuff that came out, um where, you know, there, there's chatter. We talked about it at the top of the show. Hey, chatter that even if they got the deal done, there was kind of going to be a strained relationship between the two, and, you know, they came out all, all hunky-dory and cheery. Was that posturing from Forsberg's camp to try to get Preds fans to put pressure? Um, Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a, an existential, like, <laughs> little, like, blip of a soundbite that makes you go, like, do my hockey players like actually tell us anything?
1: Yes. Well, and we've talked about it on the show as we've kind of sat through the saga of the Philip Forsberg contract that David Boyle really was putting forth a, a very specific narrative. Um, and and you know what? The theater major in me is like, do it. That's your job. But I am with you. I'm like, can, can you all now that we're all done? All right, let's sift through this and tell me what, you know, what was real and what wasn't. But you know what? That is a part of their job. You know, the art of negotiation, it's a an entire skill set and, you know, they they played their parts.
0: Yeah. It's like the classic uh, soundbite uh from a um like a GM when somebody asked him about like the coach being on the hot seat and he's like, "No, this is our guy." We are committed to him. We think he's going to be the best option moving forward. And then, like, a week later, that coach is fired and <laughs> the GM. Yes. And then he hears, like, oh, yeah, he, he sucked. We never got along the entire time. Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, we, had, we had a lot of internal problems.
0: <laughs> it kind of goes to show you just don't trust anything any sports person says in an interview ever.
1: And I feel like hockey is maybe a little bit the worst about that. Like... I don't know. There's mm-hmm. hockey. Hockey players. They're pretty. They're a pretty reserved bunch. You know. We need a little bit more like PK Subban, eager Afanasiyev in the world.
0: Yeah, I would have loved like if you know just one time. Like mm-hmm. I want like one of these press conferences <laughs> to go like you know like Forsberg sitting there and it's being like. Yeah, absolutely. I'm pissed at how this went. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to be sitting here next to this guy. Yes. Like, what's the deal? Like I, I just want to see like somebody on <laughs> un- loan. Um, or, like, or like, you know, like there's announced like a big signing in the GM just be like, um, like, yeah, this this is an overpay. We didn't want right much but you know we needed him more than um yeah than he needed yeah. us so we had no choice but to overpay and who if it doesn't work out it's the next GM's fault.
1: Right. No, I would love to hear that like we we just signed somebody and you know it's the best we could do. Like yeah. kind of bottom of the barrel, but the best yeah. we could do. Yeah. We
0: can sure. uh we we swung <laughs> with, uh, uh so uh here we gave Claude Giroux an eight year deal.
1: Uh, there you go.
0: Um, One one more soundbite that played out yesterday and my favorite one. uh, So we all know the story by now is that Philip Forsberg uh, was on his bachelor party when this deal came through. Uh, It's it's lore at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, What's interesting is how it was brought up uh, in the press conference. Let's take a listen to David Poyle and Philip Forsberg.
1: So the true story is phil gave me a call and uh, the bachelor party said he needed a little bit more money and I, I understood what he was going through and that's how we got the deal done now just kidding don't write that to everybody but that it.
0: no, <laughs> wait, wait david we're writing that oh 100 percent. this is the story yeah um yeah 100 i think it i think it confirms our theory and that no philip forsberg asked for help for his bachelor party david Poyle knew and so all of a sudden a giant cake rolls in. The boys are getting hyped, and out jumps David Poyle, holding the no movement clause Philip Forsberg asked for. I think this confirms it. If anything,
1: I really feel like that is one of the most disturbing visuals that we've ever discussed on it this have to podcast. Be wearing a stripper outfit. Okay, but you know what? You put it out there a couple episodes ago, and you can't take that back now. You're the like, one that, now it's tainted. Now the whole the one that, thing is you're tainted. You're the
0: one that said the French maid outfit. I just said David Poya was going to dump out of a
1: stripper cake. No, you said in a sexy policeman costume with and play some sort of song that's way too cool for me to remember. <laughs> I mean,
0: he could, he could have, like, a long sleeve-
1: yeah, it, or, yeah, it's not okay. I don't, I don't know, yeah. I, I, I mean, I think we should definitely give this some traction. Like, let's give this story traction so that 20 years from now, Predators fans are like, and did you know that Philip Forsberg, you know, like, let's give it some traction. But I'm going to need a couple yeah. days to...
0: Um, somehow this is going to result in a libel lawsuit.
1: Uh, like oh, somehow, gosh. Like, years yeah. from
0: now... This yeah. is somebody who's going to be like super like, like just put off by that. They're like, no, no, no. We got, we got to sue these two.
1: Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be like Forsberg is going to write his autobiography. He's going to hear this and he's going to be like, we got to, yeah. we got to fix this. Yeah. David Poyle yeah. did not yeah.
0: jump out of a stripper cake. It was actually Brian Poyle wearing a, oh my god, <laughs> wearing a firefighter's outfit.
1: Would you please stop? Yeah okay not okay okay but there's plenty more that we could talk about that doesn't have a thing to do with david or brian poyle in any sort of costume whatsoever so we're going to take a look at development camp one of my favorite weeks of the year
0: yeah development camp and uh the prospects come to town kind of overshadowed yes. by the forsberg stuff but there's a lot mm-hmm. you were actually uh at centennial yesterday yes. for the first practice
1: what stood out to you um you know what's funny the very first thing that stood out to me was how many people were there uh last year at development camp now granted this was back when people were still um i think we still had to mask and stuff but when the first day of development camp last year there were like two of us there um walked into Centennial and I'm telling you the place was full of people excited to see this this first day of practice. And I we got to kind of talking about it. I was there with some of our on the four check um, friends uh, Sean Smith was there and Jeffrey Middleton was there and we got to talking about like, okay, looking around, this place is really full. What is it? I think part of it is excitement. You know, the draft just happened and all of that. But I really wonder how much is the Yaroslav Askarov factor because the eagle has landed. My friends, Askarov was there. So I'm, you know, we were kind of looking around like, okay, how much of this is people have been so hungry to see Askarov this, the man, the myth, the legend, who's like just a little sprout, everybody give him some space. Um, but yeah, it was it was packed. It was it was packed. And, and it was it was great. Like the energy was really great. So that was like my very first observation. Second observation, there are a couple players that are definitely going to um, have the eye of the organization and the fans who go while they're there this uh, this week. Um, obviously again, Askarov is, is a big one. People were excited to see him, but Luke Evangelista, who had a phenomenal season with the London Knights is, um, playing, you know, he just looks fantastic. Zachary LaRue is another one that, you know, he, I would like to, I I think we need to try to get him on here because I can only imagine based on just watching him on the ice, what that experience would be.
0: Yeah, Zachary Zachary LaHero is like a player. Like he when you talk, Anne, about players fitting the Pred's identity, that's Zachary LaHero. Uh yeah. He is like he is like if Mountain Dew was a person. Like, <laughs> like you don't know, you have no idea what kind of crazy chaos is gonna happen when it comes out, but you know it's gonna end with a dude and a mullet just causing some kind of commotion.
1: He has he just is all out all the time uh, just i mean in its development camp you're running drills and of course these players want to do well and perform well he just operates at a whole different level like he really is he's really something but we also got to see yokum kimmel who was there that was really fun so i think there's a couple players that are really going to stand out but it just the, just to hear hockey again, there is something about the sound of hockey that is music to my ears. So it was just a really, um, it was a great first day of development camp. It was a great opportunity to see some of these younger players again and to be able to see just the difference in their game. You could see a difference in last year's development camp performance by somebody like Luke Evangelista to, to this year's. So it was it. I love development camp. If if you have an opportunity to go to an open practice, anyone, it's just definitely worth the drive to Centennial. Yeah,
0: we're gonna have more on development camp throughout the week. Uh, we mm-hmm. know tomorrow's the start of free agency, so we're gonna talk about that, but also talk about development camp. We we've heard from some of the players, mm-hmm. uh, so we'll play those bites for you. So plenty coming up on development camp shortly, including uh, some more players to watch, players that stand mm-hmm. out. So be sure you're tuning into to Locked Predators podcast. Um, last bit of Preds news, and is restricted free agency. Uh, yesterday was the deadline for qualifying people. The Preds uh, qualify six of their eight restricted free agents, including Yakov Trenin. Um, the two that weren't were Matt Luff and David Ference. fair Ferenc to me, a, a bit of a surprise, and yes. A lot of people are kind of echoing that sentiment. Um, realize that he had a... Pretty dismal first pro season uh, in Milwaukee last year. But considering this guy was um, considered by a lot of people to be a top three Preds prospect just like last year.
1: Yeah,
0: a little surprising the Preds would seemingly move on from him that fast.
1: That was a name on the list that I really didn't even spend much time contemplating whether um, they would, you know, do a qualifying offer with, because I just assumed that it would happen. So it was very surprising to me that he did not receive a qualifying offer. And I'm with you. He really was a name that I think that we've heard for several seasons, as this is a player in the pipeline for defensemen that is going to eventually make a splash And it, in it, I'm really surprised by this. Uh, The other one was Matt Luff, which I will say also, I was a little bit surprised, not, not fair and surprised, but Matt Luff um, also did not receive a qualifying offer. And he was somebody that I felt like had done just enough to kind of keep him in Milwaukee, to keep him on the back burner, to keep him as somebody who would get called up. So interesting but let's all breathe a sigh of relief for yakov trennan because i kept yep. watching the clock thinking tiktok folks <laughs> like put out the announcement
0: yeah i mean that, that was never going to be i think an issue i think there's there's no. the fact that they um qualified cole smith and and devin cooley i think that's a little bit more of a surprise because we're really don't see a spot for either of those two in the long term. Um, But the Trennan thing, you know, obviously I I think it would have been a surprise had they not qualified Yakov Trennan, but Mm -hmm. you look at the trend yesterday, Ann, and it's something that I kind of wanted to talk about. There's a lot of good players that weren't getting qualifying offers around the NHL. Um, You know, the Blackhawks, Dylan Strom, who had 50 points last year, um, Dominique Kubalik, who's like a former like 20, 30 goal scorer, um, you know, they don't get qualified and you think, okay, well maybe that's just Chicago doing their tanking thing that they're doing right now. But you go around the league, like Brendan Lemieux didn't get one from LA. Uh, yes. Sam Sonoff, who was a starter in the playoffs mm-hmm. for Washington, um doesn't get a qualifying offer there and it's the the theme is that the the teams just don't want to pay them their qualifying offers and you kind of saw that with the preds and luke cunning and it kind of gives you a thing like or at least like raises a question where is this going to kind of be you know because of the flat cap are teams just being more cautious about cap space or is this a trend that's starting to imagine where maybe they're a little bit less attached to their restricted free agents. And, you know, if they're not what they want to be in their, in their first, you know, two, three years with the team, are they willing to jettison them and bring use that cap space for something else? Um, You know, are are they going to be a little bit more cold, a little bit more calculating moving forward? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I was really surprised at the number of players just across the league that did not receive qualifying offers Players like, for instance, Rem Pitlick. Um, I needed a moment on that one. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, but yeah, you it does make you wonder, it felt a little bit different this season because of that. And you you do sort of have to wonder, okay, is this is there just not going to be that kind of almost automatic extra security for restricted free agents? Because it really was you know, just sort of a, yeah, no, not, not so much, not so much this season. Now it makes it interesting as you're looking, you know, going ahead in the next couple of days, it keeps it a little bit interesting because, you know, the pool of who's out there maybe grows a bit, but yeah, it was very surprising and you do have to wonder what is behind that. And is this just sort of going to become the way that, teams deal with some restricted free agents that they're maybe like yeah I don't want to give it another year
0: yeah and it used to be like if you had a restricted free agent that was like anything close to decent right you would absolutely lock him up because okay yes. well you know we'll we'll he's under our control we'll see what happens now it's like you know hey he had a good season but uh you know the contract not really there we don't really like where negotiations are going. Um, you know, it's, you know, you're willing to jettison pretty good players. And for the Predators, there are going to be some players that absolutely fit their needs mm-hmm. uh, moving forward. Like Dominic Kubalik is, is somebody the Preds could absolutely, absolutely use in their middle six. Uh, same with Sonny Milano, who had a breakout season would be a very good like third line candidate uh, for Anaheim. So it makes it adds a little bit of a wrinkle to unrestricted free agency. It does There's now suddenly a lot more. You know, you would never call them top tier players. You may not even call them like the next tier players, but they're very solid players out there that could maybe be good depth additions mm-hmm. for some really good teams.
1: Yeah. And I think that for the GMs, it sort of opens up a different avenue for how you're going to put some pieces together for your team, because like you said, you're not necessarily looking at the top tier, biggest UFAs that are out there that everybody's kind of going to fight over, but it opens up. Uh, an ability to sort of slot some guys in that maybe weren't available before. So I think it's going to be really interesting to watch how this goes this season. Because like you said, this this was kind of a, a sort of a head scratcher when you watched it happen across the league yesterday. It'll be interesting to see if the GMs kind of have a different approach if they spend a little bit more time and and not necessarily money but collectively money on some of those type of players instead of chasing after you know uh, you know some of the higher tier guys so it's going to be really interesting to see how it plays out this season and if it's going to be something that down the road a year from now you know teams are going to say yeah well we picked up this guy that didn't get a qualifying offer and it worked out really well it's going to be it's going to be something to keep an eye on
0: well speaking of unrestricted free agency that whole thing starts tomorrow and on tomorrow morning show we will get you primed get you pumped with a full ufa preview who might the preds go after maybe some predictions for other players around. Around the league. So be sure you stay with us. We'll also have more from Development Camp, as we mentioned, including sound bites from some of the players and their first experiences in Nashville. Until then, and where can the people find you online?
1: You can find my work at ontheforecheck.com and you can find me on Twitter at Ann K underscore mama on ice.
0: I'm Nick Morgan. You can find me at ontheforechuck.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NSMorgan. Uh, and while you're there, follow the podcast at LO underscore Predators. If you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe, and leave a comment. Let us know uh, what costume you think David and Brian Boyle oh, used when they jumped out of the cake to bring... Philip Forsberg's contract. That's going to do it for us today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We will be back tomorrow with our unrestricted free agent preview.